0: You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans. Welcome to a special edition of Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose for Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into however you decide to ingest the sound of my voice. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and I... Again, special edition of Locked on Blue Jays because I, I may have hyped this up by saying this will be an interview that I guarantee you will not hear a take like this anywhere else in Blue Jays talk. And I mean that because uh, with me today is a gentleman who helped foster my love of sports, who when we had just three channels out in the middle of nowhere, you know, would sit with me and we watch hockey and baseball all the time and, you know, help kindle my my love affair with baseball, among other things. He has been a huge part of my life for as long as I remember. And I'm actually thrilled that I get to get him on the airwaves for the first time ever. (laughs) He is my father. 71 year old bill andrews who i am talking with in the palatial andrews estate out in the middle of the woods in nova scotia dan thank you so much for doing this and coming on the podcast with me
1: well you're welcome son
0: (laughs) i i'm i'm going to make this as easy as possible i i know how like i'm i'm you know, for the listeners, I'm recording this on my phone, which I'm pretty sure blows my dad's mind as it is, given his experiences with technology. <laughs> I mean, I I know what you do to your phone to keep it just as a phone and nothing else. So I, I assure you, this will go smoothly. This will be fine. Just, you know, I I wanted to get, get your unique look on the Blue Jays out to the world, because I think it's something you know that people want to hear from from a veteran veteran fan such as yourself
1: you're putting a lot of, a lot into this
0: <laughs> i i you didn't see how much i built it up. this is this is <laughs> so um but no um for for people who don't know my dad is a toronto native he, he grew up in toronto before coming out to nova scotia um so to start, what um what was your earliest recollection of your time with the Blue Jays coming into
1: being? Uh, I don't really know when my earliest rejection was. I uh I kind of follow teams, I don't have any particular Favorite. I'd go to sports events because it seemed like something to do, mm-hmm. and uh, at that point in time, the price of tickets were affordable. They weren't. They weren't out of the the common person's pocketbook. No. Um, but it was like I can remember the old the old stadium down at the exhibition grounds, Maple Leaf. Uh, stadium and I, I think I, I can remember going seeing a game down there when it was just the old Toronto Maple Leafs type of thing. Mm. But uh, the Blue Jays I think it's caught everybody's interest and it's just where it's such a big sport in the States you, uh, you tend to galvanize around anything in Canada that that participates in that kind of um, spectrum. Just just going
0: against the Americans.
1: Well, having a, it's kind of like today right now when you look at the hockey the same way. Uh, Initially, there was only six NHL teams. And there was, uh, you know, two, two in Canada and four in the States. Yeah. Well, the Canadians fared pretty decent mm. in the Stanley Cup, but as the expansions went on and the system got watered down, all of a sudden you've got what five is it? Five Canadian teams in the mm. in an NHL league that's got thirty teams in them. Yeah. Well, the odds of Canadians winning a a Stanley Cup have got diminished and. Uh, the Blue Jays or something along the similar lines—they were there and they came in. You had Montreal Expos, and they all—they were the only two Canadian teams in the base in that the baseball league. So you rooted for one or the other, and you you were always so happy to see them make the playoffs or make make it into the finals. So. Yeah.
0: So, so when they got to that World Series finally in '92, and we able to win it, and then back, back to back it in '93.
1: That like, was awesome when they yeah. did that. Yeah. Because uh, you know you don't. I mean, it's like they tell you about any sport that they that's out there to get to the show. Is a, a lot of odds you're trying to go against. There's there's that many teams and there's uh, there's they're always trading and trying to improve their whatever, you know, the players they, they got. And a lot of the players that Toronto had when they won that, I mean, they got guys that were in the sunset of their years, like Dave Winfield. And, you know, uh, you had, uh, well, I can't recall on him. What, what, what was the big... Paul Molitor, oh Yeah, Joe Paul Carter. Molitor was was had been in the league for a long time and he ended up getting up there. They got they drafted him and, and then there was um Joe Carter. Yeah, Joe Carter and more. um who was it, Morrissey? Uh,
0: uh uh Jack Morris.
1: Yeah, Jack Morris on the end of his tail end of his pitching career and stuff. I mean they they got all of those guys and, and managed to win it. That was a big plus. And, and like I said, you know, uh, then after they their two years of it, you know, everybody said, well, once Montreal's turn? Well, Montreal tried. And they they were blowing the, all the teams out of the, the box and, until all of a sudden the players decided they wanted to have a strike. And then that was the end of it. That was the last time Montreal had a shot at it. And then they got, they moved, you know, so. Yeah. Now... Now, when I came
0: along, I I was a little too young to enjoy the full spoils of those World Series wins. I had I had to grow up later and watch guys like Russ Adams and Corey Koski going all over the diamond and just being eh. So, um, how how did that kind of kind of feel like watching the Blue Jays kind of well stumble around the wilderness for so long after after that glory?
1: Well, it's kind of like the Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> same type of thing. You know, every time you thought they they had the makings of a, of another good team, there'd be trades or there'd be, you know, injuries and they'd water themselves down, and it kind of made you just wonder whether they were just there for, you know. I mean, the Toronto fans were always very supportive of whatever was in there. I mean, all you could do is look at the number, number of years the Maple Leafs haven't won a Stanley Cup or come close. But they always got a sold-out arena, you know. So that type of thing goes on. And uh, if, if you got a sponsorship like that from your, your fans, well, you don't really got to field the best team in the world, mm. you know. And I mean, like, I mean, to me, it's, I watched some of the games this year. And... I just wonder what they're doing with these players. Like, the, what happened to Tula Whiskey? I haven't seen him on the game, you know. And it, I mean, yeah, you, you got people that were hurt and stuff like that. But when I see a guy chase a ball in the outfield and he, he misses it, and then he runs up against the wall and sort of stands there and doesn't go chasing the ball to throw a home, two-run score, and and somebody else had to pick the ball up to get it in the infield. Well, what was he doing? Was he on vacation or what? You know, I mean, and these guys are being paid decent money to, yeah. do, to perform this way. And and I just... It was the same as, uh, like I say, Toronto astronomy beliefs. They managed to make the playoffs, and all of a sudden, they're awash. They're throwing... it. They're, it's like they're afraid of getting hit or something. They're throwing a the puck up the boards... At, getting intercepted and everyone else. Next thing you know, they're giving it to the opposition. And, and they went golfing because of the lackluster play. Well, there's a lot of lackluster play in today's mm-hmm. game. I mean, you, the Blue Jays are supposed to have a good five-man rotation. Well, it's a good job they got a, some relievers because the, right now their five-man rotation is maybe one. <laughs> yeah, and... And, and you know for for guys that are supposed to be exceptionally good players they're starting pitchers or you know they were braved up all kind of you know uh, praise last year I mean the Strowman and everything else and all of a sudden he's out with a hangnail Jesus
0: it's shoulder fatigue for strowman
1: oh was his shoulders like he was throwing good all the time <laughs> you know like I mean, <laughs> You know, the start of the season, for crying out loud, none of those guys have, uh, have lived up to what their potential was supposed to be. It's a good job. Like I said, we got some stuff in the miners, and it's a good job. We've we got some relievers that are doing the best they can to hold them in there. But then again, Toronto's bats aren't doing a hell of a lot either.
0: No. Like, we'll, we'll get into more of that in the, in the latter half of this episode. I, I just wanted to ask one more question regarding, like, the history of the Blue Jays. And it, it's a little more recent. When you watched the, the teams in 2015 and 2016 that, you know, came so close to getting back to those 90, 90s days, like what, what feelings did you have watching those teams of like Jose Bautista and Edwin Encarnacion and, and Josh Donaldson, those kind of teams? What, what were your feelings then?
1: Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was good to see them up there. You know, it was good to get recognition again as a Canadian team, and and coming around and and gonna have, stood a chance to be in the in the show. But, uh, again, they they just seem to be one step behind the other team. That's all it boiled down to and. Yeah. Then, all of a sudden, we cut everybody. We send them this way and that way. I mean, yeah, some of them were old players, older players again. And uh, some of them kind of thought they were greater than they were, you know. And Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess it's part of the sports, uh, you know, saga that, that this is what happens. But, but like… Like we said, you don't get to the big show that often. So when you get there, you got to make the best of it you possibly can.
0: Or make sure there's no Amish kid in the stands catching home runs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, it's the same as any sport. I mean, look at, look at what happened to the Raptors this year. I mean, they were supposed to, <laughs> you know, they won the league and they were supposed to do great guns. And all of a sudden it was like they got swelled heads and didn't know how to play. Or LeBron just tortured them again. Well, he's tortured them all. By the look of the last, you know, <laughs> the last game. I mean, Jesus, he miss missing a key piece, and Love not being there anymore, and he still manages to beat Boston. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. No, that's it, true. But, I mean, the Toronto team of today, it, I don't recognize any of the names on it <laughs> at this point in time. You know. Yeah. People that are playing short and they are playing playing second base and the third and it's up I,
0: I know you know at least one of the names that plays short, and I I think we should start getting into that right after this message.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I I let my dad have the have the last tease into there just because he he did agree to do this interview with me and I'm very thankful for that so I did want to talk about today's team and and we you did touch on it in the first half starting with with guys like Tulowitzki who did who haven't played this season who have been run out due to injuries and it's it's resulted in a team that you said you do not recognize some of the names being thrown out there so do you think that's part of why the Blue Jays have stumbled in may and have fallen down below
1: 500 yeah i do yeah like yeah because i don't uh, it'd be interesting to see to see how many errors they've made to date versus Mm -hmm. what they've made last year or the year before when they did have like tula whiskey and they did have you know the key players in there it's like these guys have It's like they can play the game, but they're just, their head's not in it. Mm. And it just don't seem to have the, I don't know whether I, you'd call it a professional, professional attitude or what you'd call it. But the, I mean, yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's guys that have been brought up and they're, they're filling in and they're, they're not getting salary the salary that these other guys were getting. So they're, you only get what you pay for, but mm. uh, I, I, if they continue along the way they're going, at the end of the season, does Gibby, Gibby stay there?
0: Mm. Well, that is a hot topic, and, and people are wondering if Gibby will actually make it to the end of the season if they keep struggling.
1: Well, I mean, all you got to do, again, is look at... The Raptors get blown out and Dwayne Casey that got them to where they are and he's got a chance at coach of the year. He's, he's let go. You know, we can't, we're we not, we got to blame the players. You can't keep blaming the coach for what's going on. I mean, it, you know, I, I just, we're paying these guys so much money and all of a sudden because they don't perform, the coach gets axed. And that that's a shame when that, that's taking place. Yeah. Speaking of players
0: who haven't really performed for the for the Blue Jays, there have been struggles across the diamond with guys like Josh Donaldson not hitting, Devin Travis having to go down. Um, We touched on the starting pitching, Marcus Stroman still injured, carrying that ERA. Do you think some of these Blue Jays contributors can bounce back and and try and get to the point where where they were in previous incarnations of this team?
1: It just depends on how serious their injury is. And the state, like, well, Donaldson, for example, I mean, he was out for quite a while, so he's lost his rhythm or whatever you want to call it. But to me, that's the same as somebody being off with a bad back. You can't really say whether it's a bad back. Mm. He says, my back's bothering me. Well, you you can have all the x-rays you want. Well, don't show there's any problem there, but... If, if he's got a problem, he isn't fully healed, maybe he's only playing at 85, 90 percent, it's gonna come back and haunt him. And he can try his best, but if he's still playing with that kind of hurt, to me it's it's the same as you watch hockey. After the defenseman have been hit two or three times by forwards coming in at him, all of a sudden they're starting to look over their shoulder. Mm. And it's the same type of thing here. If you've got an injury, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I can play. I'm going to help the team. Well, are you helping the team? Mm. And I, I just don't, you know, uh, I don't know what what they're trying to plug in there to try and fill the holes. Well,
0: well, one of their solutions has been someone who I know you just love as a, as a Blue Jays fan is Russell Martin. Uh, he started at shortstop on Saturday. Um, we're recording this on Monday. He's starting in left field today against the Red Sox. And dad has just slammed his tee down in disgust hearing that. What, what are your thoughts about Russell Martin and what he's been trying to do this season?
1: I don't really know what he's trying to do and why he's trying these other positions, unless maybe his knees are starting to bother him. Mm. and possibly he figures he better find another position because he might be being superseded by some younger catchers
0: Mm. well Luke Maley has been getting
1: more playing time this year
0: like he's actually been hitting
1: yes and Martin hasn't really been doing a lot of that no Um,
0: buck 65 entering today
1: yeah but I, I don't know what he was, what he's been trying to, whether he's trying to change his image or what he's trying to do. Like, I mean, I saw his hat get knocked off <laughs> one the, game there and I couldn't believe the haircut he had.
0: You're going to have to be more specific. He gets his helmet knocked off a lot.
1: Well, I, I think, mean. I think the counter's at 60. I, I mean, last year, when his helmet got knocked off, he looked like he had a regular haircut. This year, he looked like he had a man bun. And I'm trying to figure out what he was trying to prove. I mean, you know, the guy's getting a little old. This coming from the guy who turned 71 last week. Well, I don't run around with no man bun. (laughs) And I don't, no mullet either, you know. So so I, I don't know. I don't know whether he's trying to feel young again or... Or he's trying to secure a position that he knows he might be able to play a little longer than he can as a catcher. I don't know. I, I don't know. But it's the same as I watched the game last week or so where Morales pitches the last inning. Oh, yeah. And he got three strikeouts. Or he got three, three yeah.
0: out, three up, three down type of thing. He has more value as a pitcher <laughs> than as a hitter this season for the Blue Jays, which tells you everything you need to know.
1: But, uh, you know, like I say, it's, it's the same... There's an older player that we end up bringing in, and we're paying us so much money, a certain amount of money, and he's not really doing all that well. Every time I watch him, he's not doing well.
0: He's batting about <coughs> a buck eighty-five now.
1: And I mean, it's the same as all other, all other bats. I mean, I don't know. They seem to be sw- swinging at the, they swing at more pitches out of the out of the box mm. than. They should. And then the pitches that they let go that are in the box, they don't bother touching. Yeah, you know.
0: I know we had many discussions about Kevin Pillar doing that.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, he's supposedly trying to correct that a little bit. But he's like hot and cold. Mm. You know, and of course, they're all sort of hot and cold. There's nobody with any kind of consistency. Mm. And uh, I mean, the young... So many young fellas like this uh, um, junior fellow that that got up there that which, which one you really
0: have to be more specific on that one <laughs> they have they have like three or four um, I'm I'm going to assume you mean Vlad Guerrero jr
1: I'm not sure right I couldn't mm. tell you that
0: because I, w- I was gonna I was gonna ask like Vlad- Giffen. no not Giffen. no
1: Guriel is it? Yeah, the sh- the shortstop. I don't know. He's sort of a tall fella, but he hit a he hit a homer, or, or he hit a I forget what he hit. Like I said, I I don't get a lot of time to watch games because of <laughs> of the when I work. They're all you know, unless they're a day game or something. Mm. But uh, I don't know. I mean, like, what happened? What happened to Devin that they had to send him down? I thought he played a good second base.
0: Yeah, but he came down with a bad case of suck at the plate. He's batting like 140 when they sent him down.
1: And they figure down there it's going to improve?
0: He's been better since coming back up. He was two for three last night. Yeah. So that's a plus for Devin.
1: Well, then they better send all other teams.
0: <laughs> just just swap it with New Hampshire? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. They might as well because it's hot and cold, hot yeah. and cold and- yeah. I will,
0: I will, I was gonna I was gonna ask if you thought they should bring up Vlad Guerrero Jr because he's in like 435 at New Hampshire and you know he, he's a big topic for Blue Jays fans now like calling up the 19 year old like Grofby whatever. Do you feel well, fi- you-
1: How old is Judge? Judge? Judge. Um He's only about 20, 21 if that. Yeah, he's
0: like 22 maybe. But you see guys like like Atlanta's called up Acuña who's who's 19 and Albies who's 20, Soroka who's 20. So they had like three of the youngest players before the Nationals called up Juan Soto.
1: Yeah, but maybe it's the younger guys that need to be in the league. Mm. Maybe the old guys are getting too complacent. I don't know. Um. It just uh I mean the, product that like I say if you're going to keep getting fan support it don't really know matter what kind of a product you put on the field hmm. well
0: I, I guess I can lead into my final question what do you think the product on the field for the Blue Jays is going to be the rest of the year do you think they're going to be a 500 team do you think they can make a push at a wild card berth? do you or do you think they should just tear it down
1: <laughs> I think they're just going to be a, a 500 team I I don't think they, unless their pitching comes around and they can get seven innings out of everybody
0: hmm.
1: or six innings, they're nowhere. But you got guys off with blisters and hangnails and, you know, a little bit of a shoulder. This was your job. That's your job. How did you get injured if you're supposed to be keeping yourself fit for your job? And it's,
0: yeah,
1: you know, I just, I don't know. I think, they'll, like I said, I think they'll just be in the middle of the, there won't be a no wild card chase and they'll be right in the middle. That's about where they will, will be. And Gibby will be gone at the end of the year.
0: That's bold predictions from, from my father to end this edition of Locked on Blue Jays. I, Dad, I thank you for, for sitting down and talking with me for like a half an hour on air. I, I know we've had so many conversations off air in my time growing up. So I'm glad to finally get you on air. And again, thank you for doing this with me.
1: You're welcome. <laughs>
0: Um, If you want to follow my dad online, you can't (laughs) because he has zero online presence. So do not try to find my father. He will not be found. But you can find me on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's neoac 18 You can follow the podcast at LockedOnJays and at LockedOnBlueJays.com. And subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. I... Do maintain regular contact with my father. So if you would like more takes from him, I can, you know, call him because that is what he accepts. He accepts phone calls and I can talk to him about things and give you fine folks regular updates. And if I, if I get back to the homestead, which is where I've been the past couple days, I will be able to maybe do this again. Maybe, maybe with happier tones, because... Again, not, it's not been too positive for the Blue Jays this year, but there are signs. But we'll see if those are just the last glimpses of hope or the, the start of something new. So again, Dad, thank you so much for doing this.
1: Yeah, great. So you've put me on this. Now all of a sudden the Blue Jays will turn around, turn it all around and prove me wrong.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I don't know.
1: They, they seem to do that. I
0: badmouthed Jaime Garcia. He went sevens wrong on Saturday. <laughs> so that may be how it goes. But anyway, for, for my father and for everyone at Locked On Blue Jays, this is Ryan Andrews. Thank you so much for listening, and y'all take care.